You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps. Just talked about the Cavaliers and where they sit after the trade deadline. Mike, let's look at the the Eastern Conference here after the trade deadline. And and I was surprised. It was really active at the trade deadline. And some of the contenders made moves. Some of them, I think, made moves, Mike, that maybe take them out of that contender spot. In, In the Eastern Conference, Boston picked up Mike Muscala. Big guy who can shoot, and I think that's good a nice move. pick. Yeah, I, that's a Strength nice pickup for them. Yep, good. Combine that one with this one: Bucks get Jay Crowder, and then the 76ers get Jalen McDaniels from Charlotte. Those are the three teams ahead of the Cavaliers right now in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Which move do you like the best there that maybe solidified one of those top three teams? Muscala to the Celtics, Crowder to the Bucks, or McDaniels to the 76ers? I like the Boston move. Uh, I, I think. Muscala is a very, very valuable piece. Uh, like Al Horford can go out behind the three-point line and stretch that defense and create driving lanes for Brown and for Tatum. Muscala can do the same exact thing, big with size and can shoot the ball from behind the three-point line. Of those three, I think that's the best one. Um, if If Russell Westbrook winds up getting bought out and if he winds up going to Chicago – you might have to throw their name in because that's a huge piece that they would be adding to a team that just can't quite get back to the 500 mark. They play well for two or three games, win those, and then lose two. And they go back and win two, and then they lose three. And they're just struggling to try and hang in there without a huge loss with ball being out. But all of a sudden, if they got a Russell Westbrook, well, it's an injection of energies, an injection of points and steals and and look, Billy Donovan knows what there is to know about having Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's where he was building up all those triple doubles under Billy Donovan. So that would be another one. Give me give me a couple more teams in the East that did deals. Here we go. The, the Nets obviously shook things up, trading Kyrie to Dallas and Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. And short term, Mike, I, I think everybody would think, okay, well, they're done. And I want your opinion on that. Are they done? They picked up uh, Mikael Bridges, who's a good player. In fact, there's reports out that Memphis offered uh, the Nets four first-round picks for Bridges. And we've seen that out there. Cam Johnson as well. Spencer Dinwiddie, who I like a lot. Dorian Finney-Smith and five first-round picks. So they traded Kyrie and KD. That's huge. You would think it blows it up for this year. But you get some good young talent and you get five first-round picks. My question is this. 
can they hang where they are? And and right now they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. I, common sense would tell you no. You traded Kyrie and Kevin Durant. On the other hand, those guys haven't been together a whole lot. What what, what do you think? Where do they sit after all of these moves? There's so much parity in both, really, in both conferences that it may not surprise uh, everyone if they hang around, mm-hmm. you know, and if they split their games the rest of the way for this season, they'd be in the playoffs. I, I'd take a chance and say they'd be in the playoffs. So they went 500 for the rest of the season. But you got to, you know, Cam Johnson's not bad. Bridges is a terrific player. Uh, Thomas has exploded. He had three straight games of 40 or more points. Yeah, he's been great. They found him all of a sudden, you know, like, wow, this guy can really score out of LSU. So, And, and Spencer Dinwiddie's a terrific big point guard. Too. I didn't even mention him. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie was good when he was with Brooklyn before he wound up in Dallas, and he comes back and has a big first game for him when he gets back. So, yeah, they could compete with that mm. group that they have. They have the – Number one guy, field goal percentage-wise, is in the center position and shot blocking as well. So, Nick Claxton, he's been yeah, terrific. It's kind of an interesting group now, and not the same star-studded cast as it was. Let's go back even further when it was. Remember Harden, Kyrie, Kevin Durant with for them. sixteen games together. That was it. And, and I saw an interesting thing. I'm not a big guy on. Um, Twitter or Facebook, all that stuff. But sometimes you know how they pop up on your phone when you turn your phone on. Yes, I saw an interesting quote from, I, I guess I'll attribute it to James Harden because they had him saying, now who's the crazy one of the group? And they had the picture of the three of them together. And he goes, now who's the crazy one in the group? Because, you know, when he left, everybody was, was banging on Harden. Yeah, and they were. The yeah. other two guys leave. So I think Harden's saying, look, I'm not the only one that got out of here. Don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, The teams that are behind the Cavs made some moves. And and the Nets, obviously, the the team that that shook it up the most. But I I thought some of these were interesting, Mike. And in our last basketball goal, you mentioned Josh Hart going to the Knicks, who is a winning basketball player. That guy does a lot of things. The Hawks, one of your former teams, picked up Sadiq Bey who I like a lot, and from Detroit, Bruno Fernando ends up there. They got bench pieces. And uh, and Jakob Pertl going to Toronto. So I, I would think those might be the three teams that made moves behind the Cavs. Uh, Miami didn't make a move, which I think is interesting. And, and the Bulls haven't as of yet. You know, you mentioned Westbrook. But with the Raptors, Hawks, and Knicks, those are the teams trying to catch up to the Cavaliers who are sitting in the fourth place in the Eastern Conference as we speak. You like any of those moves more than others? Pirtle to the Raptors, Bay, Fernando to the Hawks, Josh Hart, Knicks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I, I love the Josh Hart to Knicks because Josh Hart is a Tom Thibodeau type player. He's hard-nosed. He'll come every day. 
if they have a practice or two uh, available, if they can find practice time. But every night this guy goes out on the floor and does everything he can possibly do to win a game. And Thibodeau will be able to play him at multiple positions. He's going to stick his nose in there and defend and come up with rebounds you wouldn't expect. And he's a sneaky scorer. You don't think he can score as well as he can, but he'll put points on the board for him. I loved that move when that happened. I thought it was a perfect move for a Knicks team that one night looks terrific. Next night you can't figure out how they lose. But this guy will give them something special, give them a winning a winning attitude, the character of a winner. Remember, he also will be playing with Jalen Brunson, who was a Villanova guy. So you have two guys out of the Villanova program playing together on that Knicks team. I thought Bay was – I thought they gave up on him a little bit too soon. And maybe they thought they could get enough form to move him, but I was surprised that Detroit was done with him because they had – if you remember, they had – just a couple weeks before that, they had put him on the bench, taking him out of the starting yeah. lineup. And he's had and some – Followed the box scores from there. And yeah. a couple of nights, he had 27, 26. Yeah. He's had big games, Mike. He really has. So I, I was surprised they moved him too because I would think if you're a team like Detroit and you're trying to build for the future, you want talented young guys and collect as many as you can and figure it out as you go. So I, I'm surprised they bailed from him too. You know, they, when he came back uh, – this past season, supposedly one of the things that they talked to him about with the Pistons organization was you, you have to become a better three-point shooter. You've got to open things up for us. You know, so we, these young guys who handle the ball for the majority amount of the time have places to drive the ball and kick out, and you got need you. So he you know, worked and worked on a three-point shot. Um, I think he became a little bit better three-point shooter uh, than his stats had shown. He's only been in the league a couple of years now, so. Um, but that, that one surprised me. And then your third one was the addition to Atlanta, which was. Well, the Raptors with Pirtle. And then. No, no, what uh, about the Atlanta? Did you say there was a. An they addition? also picked up uh, Bruno Fernando from from Houston. But I, I think Bay's the key piece going there if they're going to make a move. Yeah. So, I mean, of the first. And the, know, and the, the Heat first, didn't do anything. And yeah. Well, so Miami, that's, that's what I wanted to talk about was Miami was involved in talks. And I think the worst thing that happened for Miami was the report came out saying that Kyle Lowry was out for a minimum of three more weeks because of his knee. Mm. And I think that may have scared off a number of people that were interested in Lowry. And I'm not trying to make this an all Villanova show, but <laughs> <laughs> why not? But if you're going to give up draft picks, if you're going to give up good players and all of a sudden you see a report come out saying, Ah, Kyle Lowry, minimum three weeks he'll be out. I, I think your front office, you know, gets back together and huddles up and says, "What are we doing? Are we are we taking you know a, a broken down piece here to bring him in and hope that he's okay?" And I I think it scared away because Miami was on. Believe me, they did their work. They were on the phone a lot. Uh, one team, Mike, behind the Cavaliers after the trade deadline, that you think this might be the team to watch that could maybe knock the Cavs out of a home court in the first round. Might it be Toronto, Atlanta, the Knicks, Indiana and Washington, both traded away pieces rather than going out and adding pieces. Any of those teams, the Nets that you think might be the biggest threat to a home court opportunity for the Cavs in the first round? 
I think the Net, Nets and Knicks are definitely two teams to watch down the stretch here. Um, you know, when you when you get to a certain point in the season, some teams stay competitive and get even more competitive because they can see the carrot out in front of them. Yeah. And they realize we, we only have 16 games to go. We only have 12 games to go. We only have eight games to go. There are other teams at that point that say it's not worth it. Their mentality is not one of a winner, not one of a champion. It's too hard to fight every night to try and get to the 10th spot or the ninth spot or the eighth spot or to go from seven to six. It doesn't mean enough to certain people on the team. And that's why character is so important. I thought one of the great pluses of Wayne Embry was that he always tried to get players of high character. It meant so much to him. And I think that's what led to the success of so many of his teams was how he picked and chose the players that he was going to put a Cavs uniform on. Former Cavs GM, Bucks GM, and consultant now with the Toronto Raptors and one of the one of the greatest guys I've met in pro sports. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah.